Hey everyone and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I am your host Dan once again and I have a story for you today that I hope will help you understand God's love during sadness and if God even feels your sadness. Today's episode is called, Does God Care About Our Sadness? Here's the story. The other day, my son and I went to a playground that we frequent often, okay? It's right down the street from us, so we always go, and he loves it. It's a cool little place, has two separate areas for kids. One set is for two to five-year-olds, and the other is for five and up. Our son usually runs around and uses both, even though he's, you know, two and a half, three years old, but there's some things that he just can't do. He's still a toddler, okay? Now, while we were there, a few other kids showed up, and they look to be older, maybe much older than our son. And because our son doesn't see a lot of kids, since he's currently not in daycare, he gets excited, and he wants to play with everybody. But these kids were much older than him, okay? So unfortunately, since he can't do a lot of things older kids can do, nor can he totally formulate coherent statements frequently, even though he's pretty good at it now, but he he doesn't always... He doesn't always sound coherent, right? Some kids or some adults don't understand what he's saying sometimes. That's okay, because he's a toddler. The other kids tend to shy away, though, right? They tend to, to say, I don't understand you. You're too young. I can tell you're too young. And then they just shy away from him. They do act nice to him, but there's a line for them where they almost shun him and tell him to play somewhere else since he can't do the things that they can do. So my son tries to go up to these kids, okay, and... The older kids ran away. He kept trying to go up to them and kept trying to play with them, but they ran away. And immediately he he cried. Our son cried. Okay? He he almost felt unwanted. And he kind of quickly moved on from that. But as I watched from afar, I could almost literally hear my heart breaking into like 40 million pieces. Seriously. Like, I saw how he felt. And I pretty much felt how he felt since I went through similar things when I was a kid. As, I mean, most of us have, right? And I felt, honestly, a little bit of anger towards the other kids because I didn't want our child to feel left out. And I didn't want him to feel any ounce of sadness. So that night, while we were talking about our day before bed, which we often do, which is kind of funny because it's, it's, it's great to hear him talk and it's great to hear his, his thoughts on things and what is going through his mind at that particular time. So we're doing this, right? And he explained the situation from his perspective. And I asked him, well, how did that make you feel? Recently, he started to really understand the concept of good and not good. And not too long ago, he used to answer good for everything, even if it wasn't good. I mean, hey, how, how are things? Good. You know, how is that food that you're not eating? Good. You know, obviously it's not good, but he answered good for everything. But this time he felt it. And he knew it and said, not good. And I teared up immediately. Oh my. I started choking up. And I said, that's okay. Sometimes kids want to play. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes kids can be nice. And then sometimes they're not. Sometimes there are things that you might not be able to do yet because you're not an older kid. And what was his response? I want to be an older kid. I teared up again. I choked up again. I don't know if toddlers are supposed to feel this way, seriously, or express that, but he immediately didn't want to be himself anymore. And I had to reassure him that he's exactly who he's supposed to be right now. 
He didn't feel good. He felt sadness, right? He feels sadness for a lot of things. He bumps his head, you know, a toy gets taken away. But this, just the interaction between other kids that he couldn't, actually the lack thereof interaction, (laughs) that there, there was no interaction because they ran away, made him feel so bad that he didn't want to be himself anymore. And a few things struck me immediately after seeing this whole situation pan out. The first thing is that we all have spiritual gifts that God gives to us to continue to glorify Him with. Okay? Sometimes we have gifts and see others using their gifts that might be different for God. And maybe we get jealous. Or maybe we covet those gifts. I mean, honestly, I would love to preach in front of thousands, millions of people. Or I would love to raise somebody from the dead. But those aren't the gifts I've been given. At least not yet. I should remember to use the gifts that the Holy Spirit uses through me today, now, to glorify God and stop looking over the fence at that greener grass, right? We should all do that. You have gifts right now that God wants to use through you. So if you don't know that, listen to God plan for us to be here today. That's one of our previous episodes. And even if you've heard it, re-listen to it because it's a really good reminder that these gifts are given to us today for God. For a reason. And the next thing is my identity isn't here just as being a human. Yes, we are here as humans, but we come from God and are in God's family as ones that are meant to show the world who God is. Our identity is now in Christ. And I plan to do an episode on that and we're going to dig really deep into that. But our identity is now in Christ. Even though we feel like our lives aren't up to our expectations, they're reaching the expectations of God when you let Him drive and move with the Holy Spirit. Finally, I got a glimpse of what God the Father sees when we continue to hurt ourselves or or be hurt, maybe by other people. He doesn't like to see us sad. He doesn't. He's not far away, but He sometimes allows us, though, to learn things through pain and hardships. This pain or this sadness today might make us cry, right? And it might make us want to be someone else or, or, or somewhere else. But God sees that pain and he also weeps. We're dealing with an empathetic, loving God. But with that pain and with those hardships, he wants for us to remember him and learn from these things so that we do not feel that pain or sadness anymore. Jesus wept. Remember this. Jesus wept when he saw that Lazarus was dead and he saw the pain that it brought to everyone around Lazarus and all those who loved him. Okay? He felt all of that. And Jesus loved him too. Jesus loved him too. He could have healed Lazarus from far away. But no, this was one of the reasons why he ended up going to see Lazarus and the families is to feel that empathy with them, to know so they know that he is empathetic, that he understands the pain, that he understands the sadness. I choked up because our son wept. I didn't want him to feel that pain, that sadness, and I wanted him to learn from the situation the best that he could. God wants the same for us. Although those kids might have tried to find a way to not have to technically babysit our son because he couldn't do what they could do, I felt anger. At first, and then I then I felt mercy, okay? Because I thought to myself, how many times do we do the same thing? How many times do we do the same things? Think th- those things that we don't 
feel would hurt somebody else, but they actually do. The more important question is this. If we find out that we hurt somebody, how many times do we feel sorry and repent for those things? How many times do we recognize that, oh, I hurt you that time and I can hurt other people the same way? Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. I should change my view on this so that you're not hurt and I don't hurt you. That's the more important question, right? And I do know that the kids maybe didn't mean to harm our son. Maybe they just wanted to go play and they knew that he couldn't do those things at that moment in time. So they wanted to move on. I couldn't stay angry at them. The same way I taught our son to not be angry with them either. God doesn't do that with us. So why should we hold grudges? We shouldn't. We really shouldn't. And then I think about a playground. Think about a playground right now. It's supposed to be a fun experience where many kids can join in and play together, right? There are cool structures and exploratory things to keep everybody occupied and play together. So is Earth. Earth is filled with beautiful creations that God created and things to keep us working and playing together. We can go in the woods. We can see amazing mountains. We can go see beaches. We have these cool things, these waterfalls and rainbows and All these awesome things that God provided to us. It was meant to be a fun and beautiful experience, but we turned it into a place that includes hardships and sadness. It's time for us to learn who God is and what his heart and spirit look like so that we can walk the way Jesus did, the way he walked, and start to walk away from our selfishness. And that way, we can include all people, all the time, together in harmony. Amen? Just know, though, that in your time of sadness and pain, whether it's right now or it happens to you in the future, just know that God, he feels that. He understands it because when he was here, he witnessed the same thing. He saw how selfishness of other people and ourselves, we have to look at ourselves as well, but the selfishness of people in general have started to make this dividing line between each other and him. And he grew sad. He wept. He cried, wept, meaning like lots of tears, not just like a, oh, you know, choked up, you know, the way I choked up when I when I saw this whole thing happen. No, no, no. He felt it deeper in himself to the point that he way cried. Cried hard because he doesn't like seeing us like that. He really doesn't. So keep that in mind. Okay? Keep that in mind that we have a loving empathetic God and he loves you so much and he wants you out of this sadness okay here are a couple verses to meditate on again feel free to write them down if you have pen and paper but really look into these into the Bible right go into the context around these verses but I really want you to feel God's empathy here so here are your four verses Deuteronomy 31 8 Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 John chapter 11 verse 35, and 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. Finally, a couple questions. Question number one, how does knowing God isn't far away from us and knows your pain change your perspective about him? Question two, what have you learned about empathy for those who are hurt and mercy for those who hurt others? And finally, question three, how can we start to make our playground or earth a fun beautiful experience for all again 
I want to thank you one more time for, for joining us today. And if you're feeling sadness, just know God loves you. And we'll pray for you. Just please let us know. If you're going through something right now, please let us know. And we will pray together with you. In the meantime, I want to pray over you right now if you're listening in. So please, take your prayer posture and let's talk to God. Our Father, I know you hear our pain, suffering, and sadness. And we look to you for comfort. We look to you for hope and joy because even though things or, or, or people may be creating hardships for us today, we have an even greater future to look forward to with you. In the meantime, we will continue to dry our eyes and continue to participate with you to tell the world how good you are. We ask that you comfort us today in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. 